So, this is What Does It Take? I'm Tony. I'm Izzy. And we're and today we are being joined by Coach Paul Hawk. How are you doing, sir? Oh, David Beagle. I'm sorry. <laughs> How are you, Mr. Beagle? Coach Beagle. Doing all right, Tony. How are you? I'm I'm great, man. I'm I'm excited. This is our first episode. I'm ready to uh to get this done. Got some great questions lined up for you today. So, I'm going to start off. What I want you to do right now is just kind of tell us about yourself, about your family, about who Coach Beagle, Coach Beagle is. All right, my name's uh, David Beagle. I'm 34 years old. Had a birthday recently. Happy birthday. Um, thanks. I appreciate it. We uh let's see. I've been in education now for 11 years. Uh, I've spent 9 of those 11 in the high school setting, uh, two of those years I spent at JSU putting together professional development for high school principals and, and educators. Been married for right at 10 years to my wife, Jennifer. Uh, we've got two kids, Sawyer, who's eight, and Sadie, who is seven. I love them very much. I would do pretty much anything for my family. We live in Jacksonville, Alabama. Uh, it's about 45 minutes from Asheville. I've over the 11 years, I've taught physical science, physics, environmental science, earth and space science, AP chemistry, really every science class that's offered on, in the high school setting. Oh, yeah. So pretty vast as far as content goes in the science field. I've also been a head baseball coach for seven years. Uh, I've coached football for nine. Uh, I've coached basketball for one. You know, that's pretty much me in a nutshell awesome so we know you used to play football tell us about that experience well i, I played college football for a year uh, in swanee tennessee at uh, the university of the south i had uh probably five or six college football offers had more really more baseball offers than than football but my love was was football so i went to swanee for a year um, ended up getting hurt, messed my back up. I had some bulging disc and some pretty serious issues there. Um, come home and, and finished school and walked away from the game and become a, a volunteer assistant coach while I was, while I was still in college for football and, and basketball and baseball. So yeah. anyway, I played tight end and uh, outside linebacker while I, was, while I was at the University of the South. Um, it's a small liberal arts college. So it, it, was, it was really tough to get in as far as academics go, which has had a lot to do with why, why I went there. Yeah. Um, beautiful campus, great place, but once I got hurt, really the only reason I was there was the game. So I left and came home and, and finished school. So is, uh, is football, is it like a sport or was it, is it like? It's like my life for it's your life. about six or seven months out of the year. Yeah, awesome. It's not, awesome. I mean. You say it's a sport, but I mean it's my livelihood. It's it's what I do every day. So, how would you compare your college football experience to your high school football experience? Oh, there's no comparison. High school, you're playing with your brothers, guys that you grew up with, you've known your entire life, uh, guys that you love, would literally go to war with. You walk into a college setting, and you're playing with guys you've never met, generally speaking there were a couple guys up there that i played high school football with or around it's really a battle i mean you're going to war against those guys to start with to try yep. to earn a position it's 
it's really night and day different. And, and that's one thing that I try to tell the, the kids that I coach, the high school kids that I coach that think that they want to play at the next level. It's really not the same. You, you need to enjoy your time while you're in high school because, one, you'll never get to go back, and, two, you'll never have the same experience. Right. So what encouraged you to become a football coach? Well, I've, I've been around the game most of my life, played it, like I said, through college. And it's, it's something that I, that I enjoy. I enjoy the competition. I enjoy the, the physicality of the game. It's, it's, I tell kids all the time, it's one of the only games that you can play where you can physically assault someone and not <laughs> go to jail for it. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I, I just – Friday Night Lights, the movie – there's a reason that they made a movie about it because there's nothing in the world like it. I really just I enjoy it, and I love being around the game. All right. So you're pretty new to Asheville as a teacher, as a coach. What made you come here out of all places? I think Asheville fits me kind of as a person, uh, the makeup of the community. Uh, it's a, a rural area. I'm from a similar area. I'm an outdoorsman. I like being outside a lot of the – the people in the community share similar interests so um i felt like it would be a good fit there and then also some of the the administration that's here i've worked with in the past so i knew them coming in and they kind of um pulled me in so to speak and i I just felt like it was a a really good opportunity for me to uh get out into a another school district, see how things were done in other places, and, and learn a little bit. So, Tell us more about your coaching. What position coach are you? Oh, well, I've coached – I coached defensive line. I've coached inside linebackers as well here at Asheville. And then in years past, I've coached offensive line. I've coached wide receivers on offense. I haven't spent a ton of time in the secondary, but currently I'm the defensive line coach at Asheville. You once said – Picking favorites is a crucial part of coaching a high school football team. Why would you make such a controversial statement? Honestly, I don't know that I've ever said that, <laughs> um, first and foremost, um, because I don't pick favorites. I, I see every kid the same. I probably wouldn't choose to make such a controversial statement, so right. that's why we're here. If you, uh, if you had to pick a favorite player on the D-line, who would you say? I don't pick favorites. We Someone's got a gun to your head and they're asking you, who's your favorite on the D-line? Who are you going to say? I, I mean, I really don't – honestly, I don't have a favorite. I, all of all of the guys, especially my, my starters, the older guys, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't pick my – I couldn't put my finger on one. Right, right. Um, I would just say my D-line in general. Gotcha. Not, not one of them, all of them. I would talk about Lane Tibbs. DeAndre Wood, Cam Tillman, Dylan Bice, Kane Palmer, those are those are all guys that every one of them have a, a special characteristic or attribute. So, you know, it, I, I just can't pick a favorite. So how would you describe your past season, and uh, how did that make you feel overall? Well, we started out on a extremely high note last spring with a big win against Southside. Right. Um, so we had a lot of high hope and a lot of expectations coming into the year. Then from there, we went into Raglan and really owned the night, so to speak. I think they had less than 150 yards of total offense. Uh, we scored 30-something points. Really, it was no contest, so we we felt really good 
going into Springville, and really we were bitten by the injury bug. Um, we had guys go down that that could have made a, a huge difference in in the in the season. And I guess from a leadership standpoint, from when you lose leaders, um, because nobody can lead. You can be the best coach in the world, but you have to have leaders in your players. Yeah. Because if you don't, you I say that. Your, your coaches are only as good as your best leaders on the field. And when you lose those guys, it, it hurts your, your team. So we finished on a high note. I, honestly, the 10th the game of the year was the – well, I guess we still had starters out that, but that was the most complete that we were as a team after week one, really, of the season. So yeah. it kind of showed how when you have your entire team put back together – where you could have been maybe you know we had high points and we had low points obviously it wasn't wasn't how we had hoped to fare but I think some young guys got some some valuable playing time in some positions that they needed to learn some things in and hopefully it'll help us going into this next season so and what do you enjoy most about coaching uh the relationships honestly I I told I said earlier mentioned earlier that I spent two years at, at Jacksonville State um, doing professional development or putting together professional development and I really that job helped me realize how much I miss building relationships with my players with my students so really just the camaraderie between the players the coaches and, and the kids that I'm around do you think if blunt objects and uh, things like bats were implemented into football that uh, that the team would maybe play better <laughs> I I don't know that anybody would play better. I think medical staff, hospitals around the state, yeah. country, they would probably benefit from the implementation of those objects simply because you would probably have more injuries. Yeah. <laughs> now, do I think that we would benefit from it? No, not at all. It would take some of the aspects away that I enjoy, and that's the, the physicality, the hand almost like hand-to-hand combat yeah that would be obsolete because you would have people hitting people with bats so right be real tough to get your hands on somebody if they hit you with a a metal bat yeah so i'm gonna say no to that idea (laughs) and pray that that's never brought to the table again all right so what are what are some of the memories that you have from uh coaching over the past couple years some of your favorite and most memorable moments oh man um you always you always have kids that you uh i guess you impact or make a difference in their life i guess you could say and when you have and and it may not be you know i've probably seen in 11 years i've probably coached and and seen and when i say seen i had kids in my class probably i don't know 15 1800 students right but you're always you're always gonna and i i think about nick saban he talked about how you know he's been coaching for 30 years and he's had all of these players but there's four or five players that you that you really and truly love well you always have four or five kids that you truly make a significant impact on their life and uh when those four or five kids come back and tell you that that you had a significant impact on their life those are the memories that mean the most so i've had former players come back and and ask me to be in their wedding you know tell them that they appreciated me being there uh during some of the hardest times of their life uh things like that those things to me i really i guess are more memorable than scores 
wins losses and things like that because that's why I do what I do. Like I said a minute ago, it's really about the relationships and, and being involved in young people's life, giving them hopefully good advice in, in certain scenarios when they need it. But just those kids, like I said, those guys that have come back, and it's not a, a lot because, I mean, you know, you don't get to build the same kind of relationship with all your players or all of your students, obviously. But, you know, when those three or four come back and tell you, thanks, Coach, I appreciate you being a part of my life or you help, helping me with this, that that's kind of – those things stick with me. I couldn't tell you how many games I've won, how many games I've lost as a head coach, honestly. Maybe that's a bad thing to say or how many, you know, close ball games I've been in. But I can tell you the guys' names that stand out to me yeah. as far as that goes. Do you consider tennis a real sport? Tennis, yes. Have you ever played tennis? Maybe once in yeah, my life. I've played tennis. The last time I played tennis, and I'm a pretty good athlete, college football player, had offers to play baseball, still probably could go and, and play the game competitively, maybe not at college, but in a flag <laughs> football game or something. But the yeah. point of the story is the last time I played tennis, and I was still in college when this happened, we ended up playing dodgeball on either side of the tennis court with the tennis balls because we couldn't keep them inside the lines to play the game. Okay? So tennis, yes, is a, a real sport. You've got to be very athletic, in great shape because the matches are extremely long. How many home runs do you consider yourself personally responsible for? Like in baseball? No, in football. Home runs? Yeah. Well, personally <laughs> responsible for... Um, I don't know, several hundred. Several hundred? In the game of football, baseball, however you want to refer to a home run, Tony. Right. Um, But I've been a part of some big plays. We'll refer to home runs as big plays, I guess, on both sides over the years. So I would say several thousand, and can take it as you will as far as the sport goes. How about your son? Do you think he's going to follow in your footsteps, want to play football, or even be a coach? I, I know my son loves the game of baseball. Football, he's played some, but I will say this. At four years old, he would record college football games, and at 8 a.m. when it, on Saturday when his mother and I would be getting up or whatever, instead of him having cartoons on the television, he would be re-watching college football game so i think he loves the game he likes being around it he's probably more interested in it than which i don't know a lot of eight-year-olds but most eight-year-olds so i don't know as far as being a coach but i i know that that he'll be an athlete and he'll enjoy being around the game so if he does he does but um kind of like emmett smith said not long ago when people asked why he didn't push his son to go to uh what it was at miami i think where he played college football his son just recently signed with – I can't remember this, the school. But anyway, I want him to make his own path. So if he wants to follow in my footsteps, then so be it. But if, uh, if he wants to go down another road, he's more than welcome. Awesome. What about fishing? Is that a real sport? Absolutely. Kind of yeah. like the tennis thing. Gotcha. Have you ever fished an eight-hour tournament? Oh, no. Never. Okay, so I have right. a couple two-day tournaments, and it's one of the most exhausting events that you'll ever be a part of. The pressure from the clock is a big one. Being on your feet on the front of deck of a boat or back boat, back deck of the boat um, is can be excruciating, especially if you have back issues like somebody like myself. So, and, and yeah, you've got to outsmart an opponent, your opponent right. being the, the fish. So the fish? Definitely, definitely. Do you uh – you consider fish to be actual opponents 
Yeah. Really? Absolutely. It's a battle. If you've ever if you've <laughs> ever tried to get an, a seven or eight pound fish in the boat, it's a fight. Right, right. Had my butt kicked by a couple. So. Why do Why do people go fishing instead of just buying a fish at the grocery store? Mm, I mean, it's the thrill of the hunt, outsmarting something that what? supposedly have a brain the size of a quarter when you have a, you know, the brain the size of a basketball. Right. I I get thrills from just going to the grocery store. So I mean, I mean, I get excited about going to the grocery store myself, but <laughs> I mean, it's a lot less work. It is a lot less work, but it's not nearly as enjoyable. All right. What are your expectations for your coming up football season? Uh, well, we we're in a new region. I think that's that's going to be big. Um, going to get some new face or see some new faces as far as far as opponents go. We're also going to have a lot of new faces on uh, really the defensive side of the ball. Or I say a lot. We had several seniors on the defensive side of the ball, so we're going to have some some new faces so to speak but uh, but they're good athletes and good players and a big thing is not that we weren't working hard in the weight room and getting stronger but coach Clark has come in and and I've heard some of the kids say that he's shown them muscles that they didn't know that they had so they're really working hard they're making games in the weight room so that's going to be that's going to be huge so I, I I really feel like we've got a great chance to be extremely competitive in our region and and our goal which it is every year is to make the playoffs and so I I think we can achieve that what are your expectations for Amazon's stock in the coming months well if honestly if we I don't know because <laughs> are you into stocks no I'm not at not all. at all not at all. It's a lot of money to be made there. Well, it's also a lot of money to be lost if you don't know Maybe. anything about it. And that's why you got to learn. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> if I, so if that's another one of those deals where you got to kind of pick and choose what you want to learn about, and that's not necessarily something that that I want to learn about. Does that make sense? I'd rather take my money and do other things with it. Like, uh, like buy overpriced fishing equipment. No, not like <laughs> I, I buy. Uh, underpriced fishing equipment underpriced. used in things that are on sale. So the cheap stuff. Yeah. Do you catch any fish with the cheap Absolutely. stuff? Absolutely. I won thousands of dollars with the cheap stuff. Really? Matter of fact, my we used to we were probably the laughing stock of a lot of fishing tournaments <laughs> because my dad would pull our twenty foot bass boat with a nineteen eighty five Caprice Classic two door. <laughs> you don't know what that is? That's a car. I actually own wheel. a Caprice myself. There you go. 92. So you know, but yeah, won a ton of money. Been very competitive. Probably would have thought about fishing at the next level if that would have been a possibility when I was coming out of high school. But fishing has grown tremendously as a sport in the last ten years, and so you know that that opportunity wasn't there when when I was in school. So, how yeah. does your coaching impact your family? Are they a big help? Uh, my wife is extremely healthy, or helpful, not healthy. Uh, she is healthy, <laughs> obviously. But yeah, exactly. Me too. I hope she <laughs> continues to have great health but <laughs> anyway she's extremely helpful she really keeps our house together and keeps it running during football season because i spend a ton of time away from home during those from the months of august to november um i generally work between 80 and 100 hours a week so you know i'm not at home very much and so they sacrifice a lot they you know they don't they don't get to see me that much i don't get to see them that much during yeah. that time of year um but my wife really keeps everything together keeps our our family put together make sure our kids are where they need to be and so um yeah she's not just my wife my parents and her parents also help as well that time of year it's it benefits us tremendously to live near our parents that's one reason that we haven't just ventured off the grid and 
going and taking jobs in other states is because one we wanted our kids to grow up around our their grandparents and then also luckily our parents were very willing to help with our with our children so so that helps but um but my wife's really the driving force behind all that is marriage worth it oh absolutely i'm thinking about getting married myself like soon i would advise for you to wait at least six to eight years six to eight years from yes. now gotcha. until you've got a home with at least three bathrooms in it yeah i would i would wait is it true that coach wilson actually lives inside of the school and that he lives off that of- i don't know a lot of coaches a lot of staff members at Asheville high school have literally searched for a bed we've gone through every room in this school we've, we've not found it yet i don't know if he folds it up and wheels it out before everybody gets here but that rumor is it does float around all right so the big question is uh, what do you think it takes for a high school football player to become successful well it takes a lot of desire you've got to want to be good i mean that's where it starts really which a lot of people want to be good but from the want to you have to take that and put the work in that work to me really starts in the weight room you know i can't tell you how many times especially i started my coaching career or spent most of my coaching career in my hometown so i was around the youth sports and a lot of times you hear as a high school coach well they won this championship or that championship and you well that's prior to the weight room okay once the weight room becomes involved and kids get bigger they get faster they get stronger those youth league championships you know they're obsolete i mean um so from the the want to to the weight room and then from the weight room to the field you have to get reps repetition 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 if you don't get reps you don't see what's going to happen on friday in front of you over the course of the week you're 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 going to lose the competitive edge so to speak so you take that want to you take that work in the weight room you take the repetition and you put that all together you're you're generally going to be fairly successful a lot of it even past that talking about the want to is how bad do you want it when the struggle hits all right on friday night we talk about it all the time. Coach Monroe, I've heard him say it a hundred times, and he's right. There's five plays that are going to make a difference on Friday night. Maybe bad, maybe five things. That have, we may turn the ball over five times. But what is your, where is your want to going to be when that happens? Is it going to evaporate, disappear? Or are you just going to roll over and quit? Because you battle that a lot in high school athletics, especially with teams that haven't won a lot. Their want to disappears in a hurry. Oh, yeah. when, when it gets tough or when, when – when it gets crunch time, that want to that's there when all the talk and the hype and everything's going on, it deflates and gets out of town in a hurry. You know, you've got to put all of those things together in order to, to be successful, not just on the field, but also off the field. Uh, you know, you're in high school and in college, you're a student athlete. So, you know, successful football player is also a, success, a successful student. How does it make you feel as a coach? when your players are getting into fights on the field oh man i mean you know you you try to you try to talk to kids about control um controlling their emotions bottling their emotions bottling all of those all of those emotions the want the urge to fight bottling all of that and using that to reflect on their play on the field uh, maybe inspire them so to speak but you know it's it's, a, it's almost a direct reflection on the coach when that happens, not just the coach, the parents, the community. And a lot of times it's hard to make a 17, 16, 17, 18-year-old kid understand that. You know, it's, it's kind of depleting when it happens a little bit, but 
you know, having played the game, you get where the frustration comes from, but a lot of it just comes down to, to self-discipline. You know, you can talk about the coaches and how it affects them and how it affects the parents, but in all actuality, who's the person that controls their action? Right. The player. You know, yeah, it makes you feel a certain way as a coach. Like I said, it might, might deplete you or, or bring you down, but you can only <laughs> go back to the old saying, you can walk a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, right? Yeah. You can only do so much. And if you feel like you've done your very best as far as getting the message across to those people, those players, then really and truly what else can you do? You know what I mean? So. Well, all right. I uh, think we're out of time now. I've you sure you don't want to talk to me a little longer? I mean, let's few. Uh, if you got no, any I'm, fight I'm, stories you want to tell us? No, I'm. I'm gonna <laughs> save the fight stories for episode two. Got you. All right. I, I'm Tony. I'm Izzy. And uh, I'd like to thank Coach Barry S- David Beagle for uh, being on the podcast today. Um, you've been a great guest. Honestly, you uh, definitely made the listeners out there, you know, truly feel how it be how it feels to be a actual high school football coach. I'm sure. Well, I appreciate you having me. Um, hopefully, you'll have me back for another episode. Maybe not episode two. Maybe fifteen or eighteen down the road. <laughs> maybe we can talk a little more about fishing or uh, some tennis. Maybe yeah, uh, yeah. Expand on our topics today. All right. Thank you all for listening, and uh, have a great day.